0: Monday was a rough one. Pitchers just kept dropping like flies. Let's talk about it next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBTN5, a podcast that gets you caught up fast on the fantasy news and advice that you need to know. Follow and stream us on Spotify and anywhere else podcasts are found. Today is Tuesday, March 23rd. I am Frank Stample, joined by Chris Towers. And let's start up at the top with Zach Gallon, who was scratched from his start on Monday with lateral forearm soreness in his pitching arm. We don't know much further than that at this point. But Chris, how far do you think we should be dropping Zach Gallon in our rankings?
1: Uh, he should be dropping a decent amount, but I don't want to say it's a it's a skies falling situation. I have him down at twenty six, at starting pitcher. I think he was thirteen before this, but had been moving down. Uh, he actually might have been like sixteen or seventeen before this, because there were concerns about Zach Allen's uh, innings potential and his workload this season. Anyway, so you know, moving him down to twenty six that moves him past to steady kind of boring guys and Jose Brias and Zach Wheeler. And just ahead of Charlie Morton, Chris Paddock, Jesus Lizardo, Sixto Sanchez, guys who have, uh, you know, their own injury or workload concerns, as well. Right now, it doesn't seem like this is a particularly serious injury, but, you know, he's hurt right now, and that's always when it, it's riskiest to draft a pitcher. But if he falls outside of the top 100, uh, I'll, I'll be glad to to scoop up Zach Allen.
0: Yep, I draft Zach Gallon all the way down to SP-31 in my rankings, and honestly, I can't tell you if, cat. if that's the right range to be in. Yeah, but no, it's, I,
1: it's impossible to know right now.
0: I put him right in that same range as Sonny Gray, who's dealing with an injury himself. So we'll wait for more news on Zach Gallon. but if you're drafting yep. now, I think you have to let him fall a couple of rounds from where he was being drafted before. Let's look at some closers. Kirby Yates, or... We're supposed to be closers. Uh, Kirby Yates with the Toronto Blue Jays is dealing with a flexor pronator strain and he will miss a few weeks. He also had surgery last season to remove bone chips in his elbow. Chris, who is the next man up there for the Toronto Blue Jays for saves?
1: You got to assume it's Jordan Romano who was named the closer last season after Ken Giles' injury, suffered an injury of his own and, and wasn't able to hang on to that job. But uh, coming into the season, I would think Jordan Romano, at least for you know the first month or so, should be the closer for the Blue Jays and that's a good opportunity for him. Uh he's been you know very up and down in his major league career, but he was excellent in 2020. And if he can hang on to that job for uh you know a couple of months, there's an opportunity for this team to provide him, you know, 10, 15 save opportunities in the first couple of months, and, and that can be a real boon. So I've got him up at RP 14, although, you know, as we'll talk about with Texas, there there aren't there, there are maybe 10 closers right now who I feel confident, one, have their team's job, uh, and two, are good. So it, it's it's a pretty barren position right now, and I'm not particularly excited about anyone. But Romano, uh, if I can get him around 170, 180, I, I think that's okay.
0: Jordan Romano, last year for the Blue Jays, he did pick up two saves with the team and had a 1.23 ERA whip with nearly 13 strikeouts per nine. So he was electric on the mound. Again, the name there to remember is Jordan Romano. You alluded to it, Chris, but Jose LeClerc will miss an extended period of time with elbow soreness. He was expected to be the closer for the Texas Rangers. We find ourselves in an interesting predicament here where we need to choose between Matt Bush and Ian Kennedy. So flip a coin, Chris. Which one do you like? Yeah, interesting's a word
1: for it. Uh, I don't know if i would actually say it's all that interesting because I think the most likely outcome is neither of those guys is all that good and neither of them is able to hold on to the job either way if i had to pick one I would go with kennedy who does have a longer track record um, you know was really bad last season but uh, was very good as a reliever in 2019 so you know we'll see if he can get back to there whereas matt Bush has one not really proven himself and two has struggled to stay healthy so I think kennedy's the the guy there but uh, I wouldn't be looking to draft either one of them inside of the top 300, probably, uh, unless I'm just absolutely desperate for saves and they get pushed up in the draft. But um, that's more of a, you know, see if one of them gets a save opportunity on opening day and put in a waiver kind of situation for them. I wouldn't drop anyone I feel good about.
0: Yep. If you play in a deeper Roto or to Head Categories League and you're just speculating on saves, and you've if you've already had your draft, go out and add... Either one, add both of you have bench spots just to see yeah. who gets that first save for the Texas Rangers. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in Five. This is your audio outlet for fantasy news and advice in just five minutes. If you enjoyed the pod, please leave a five star review on Apple. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye bye.